This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Flunkies and Junkies, welcome to uh, this week's episode of the greatest, most objective, most listened to NWA-centric podcast in the fucking world, the NWA Saturday special here on the PTB Wrestling Network, Old Reliable. I am your co-host, Scott Criscola. Here is... The doctor, Dr. G, Giorgio Bellino. How are you? Pl- I like the way you said your last name. It sounded like very... Uh, Italian? Gabagool. <laughs> like, Gabagool. Mr. Gabagool. All right. Gabagool. That might be your... Uh, Gabagool. 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 Anyway, uh, doctor. Uh, so, it has been a week... Since hot tabs free, we still think it sucked. <laughs> so time is not time has not made the heart grow fonder. Um, and we had, of course, a uh, season premiere of Power on uh, this past Tuesday. And uh, I got to be honest. Uh, well, let's let's talk about it. Um, before we do that, why don't we do uh, let's talk about this wonderful wonderful podcast feed that you so generously follow. And I thank you very much. The PTB wrestling network place to be and all the great shows. We had a uh, uh, place to be podcast drop this week. Starflation. We had uh, through the looking glass. Uh, the description was incorrect. It is not about war games. We did that in October uh, this episode was about Survivor Series. I hope you've. I hope you listened anyway. It's a great show. That was my fault. Uh, new episode of Highway to the Impact Zone and a new episode of um, YouTube Roulette. So busy week, and of course this week obviously will be you know short and not a ton of stuff dropping this week. Uh, due of course to the Thanksgiving holiday, I believe we will have a new episode of With This Ring will drop on Tuesday. And then we'll get into a very busy uh, December. Of course, we can't forget. I haven't mentioned them a lot lately. My good friend Luke and the guys at the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, which you hear every Saturday. It drops at 2 o'clock Eastern time. After you've had a chance to have your coffee and listen to uh, the dulcet tones of the doctor and I. uh, Listen to Luke and his guys uh, talk about the legendary Memphis wrestling. The only UK Memphis wrestling podcast, Dr. G quite good uh they just started a patreon and of course they have good hits in the old uk yep and uh 
We, of course, have uh, they have their show Time Warp, which is on hiatus at the moment, but you can listen to the back episodes. They're very good. So we have had a ton of uh, amazing content because that is what we do as we head into 2023. Um, all right. Also, we are going down the home stretch. Less than a month to go before the uh, deadline for redoing or putting in your new ballot for your revisited top 100 greatest WWE superstar ballot. I have to finish mine. I have to move SD Jones up from 80 to like 10. I think he has gotten uh, amazing publicity on social media in the last five years. The great special delivery Jones. <laughs> no. Oh boy, things are bad. You start talking about special. Not, not, no offense to special. No, but. but wasn't it funny how like before the pay-per-view era, he was from Philadelphia. After the pay-per-view era started, he was from Antigua in the West Indies. I know. And, and apparently there was a little, remember he used to do the little, the little finger guns when he got introduced. Apparently yes. there was a, a little code. If he only shot one finger gun, he was losing. If he shot both finger guns, he was winning. Did you know that? I did not know that. I saw that somewhere. See, he I used to shoot one finger gun. Father today. Hey, look at that, huh? That's all we need to talk about tonight. That's all, right, all we're talking about. Feel it about. Yeah, one one finger bang. Hey, uh, one finger gun meant he was losing. Two finger guns meant he was winning. Most of that, though, did you really need that though? Because it all depended on his opponent. If he was wrestling like fucking Iron Mike Sharp or I don't know Pete Doherty, you knew he was probably going to win. But if he was wrestling like you know fucking you know Honky or I don't know Andre or something, I think I think we all knew who was going to win that match. So, <clears throat> all right. Anyway, get your ballot in. You've got uh, about five weeks left. So, all right. Let's do it. Let's do this right now. Okay. How weird. Which took place this past Tuesday at the Sigur Center in Chalmette. Because, of course, this was... uh, uh, it was the same site as Hard Times 3. Of course, these tapings took place um, Sunday. So we did not get the Revolution Rumble on this show. We'll probably get that soon. I'm sure it's probably crap, but I don't know. Maybe somebody cool one. Who knows? Uh, anyway, so uh, as always, thank you, Josh Lopez, for helping me out. You can follow him on Twitter at The Hoots Podcast. Hoots, H-O-O-T-S. Hoots. So, uh, Kyle Davis is in the ring, and he, of course, announces the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. And out comes Tyrus with the rest of Idolmania Sports Management in conjunction with the church's money. So out came Austin Idol, out came Tyrus, out came Black G's, out came... The national heavyweight champion, Scion, out came the um, new world television champion, Jordan Clearwater. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tyrus puts over Clearwater and Scion in the interviews. He's not 
he's not putting a blind eye to the target that's on his back. He doesn't care who he fights next because it's Tyrus world and we're just living in it. Oh, uh, that sounds so foreboding. Anyway. Um, so it's evident, Dr. G, let's let's mention this now while we're talking about it, that idle mania sports management is obviously, in conjunction with the church's money, is obviously the big heel faction in the company. It has already been announced that Chelsea Green is heading back to WWE. Matt Cardona could be following her. So obviously putting any belts on the Cardonas would have been stupid. So one thing Billy did right is he didn't jump the gun on them and give them any titles. So makes uh perfect sense. So there we go. So what are your thoughts on kind of the retooling of Idolmania sports management? Because one of their regulars is not there. We're going to mention that that person at the end of the show, Austin idols back kind of leading the crew. He had for a while, not done anything with anybody except Scion. Once he was announced as, uh, once he was announced as uh, uh, the national heavyweight champion and they were father and son. Um, so very, uh, you know, uh, listen, I, nobody's perfect at booking. We know that, but it made no sense. I, I, you know, we were wondering what was going on and then all of a sudden now he's back. It just, I don't think the inconsistencies of everything to me is, mm-hmm. I mean, I, again, part of the problem is when you tape ahead but it's like what 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 was the sense and you know because it looked like black g's was the guy in charge now and and austin idol was never mentioned you know something right. mentioned him so i i don't know i just i'm not understanding where they're really uh trying to go with all this and then it looked like tyrus was going to turn for a little while right mm-hmm won the championship and then you know now he's back with Austin Idol uh, you know I don't know it's just very inconsistent to me you know we were talking a lot about this you know like the difference from when we first when you know everybody was psyched about being into the NWA to now where we're kind of criticizing with listen the the honeymoon ends and all these things like we're also seeing it with AEW too you know it's you know you're not going to keep everybody happy all the time, but right. Yeah. I just feel like the direction, we just don't know what direction. I mean, we know he likes the big brute guys. He likes the tough guys, Billy. We know that, but that doesn't still tell you where, how you're booking. And I just, you know, Austin idol, you know, uh, obviously he could talk, you know, we know that sometimes too much, but, does Tyrus really need a mouthpiece? I mean, the guy's on, you know, the number one late night show right now. So what is he, you know, does he really need somebody to talk for him? It's weird. His, his wrestling character is so different. Now, I understand it's two different genres of things, you know, and some, I mean, what do you think? I mean, um, I, well, like I said, I, I think I will, I will give Billy the benefit of the doubt on one thing. I think over the past few months, I don't think he was sure what the deal is, uh, what the deal would be with the Cardonas, because uh, it was obvious that they were, this was a means to an end for them. They ultimately wanted to get back to either WWE or AEW, uh, back to WWE or go to AEW. Um, 
and obviously with Vince gone and uh, my guy, the H, uh, calling the shots now, the chance of him coming back and Chelsea Green coming back were very good. So I think that Billy was, he could have probably done a better job of it, but he was definitely keeping people in a holding pattern until he figured out uh, who, you know, what heel group wanted were, were going to be his, his um, bread and butter. We're going to be his. Make a good point there because the thing is, as we know, Billy can't pay with the other companies. He can't compete with them. He's got to be different. And um, this is the problem you have, and is that yeah, we may get some of this exciting talent for a little while, but we don't know if they're going to stay. Right. So you know, I listen. Look at what happened. Cardona got hurt. He was supposed to originally be the NWA champion for a little while. We don't know what direction that would have gone. Right, exactly. Um, but you had to pivot back to Trevor Murdoch. Now you're pivoting to, to Tyrus. Now, we know Tyrus is not great in the ring. I mean, has he gotten a little better compared to what he was when we, when NWA first started? Yeah, I guess you know he's getting a little more ring work in. But as we know, that's not Tyrus's full-time job anymore. I mean, he does the stand-up stuff. He does, you know, some people were asking, I was listening to other podcasts, like, do you think people are hating on Tyrus because of his political views? And I'm like, I don't really think so. I don't think, you know, uh, I don't think people really care about that. I think it's more of, you know, his in-ring, you know, more than anything. Personally, I think that's that's the main thing. I mean, you're going to have a few people, yeah, that might not like him. Because what he says on his show But most people If if they're not into that type of show They don't even know what he's saying anyway mm-hmm. So um, I'd like to they're see just Using that as an excuse That's just You know yeah, I, I like to see where they're going to go with this I mean listen we were very upset about it last week But um, I, I mean I guess well, Cardona, we don't know what's going to happen with Cardona. So maybe, like you're right, maybe he didn't want to give the cha- championship to him. We know people didn't care for Trevor Murdoch. So what are you going to do? I mean, there's other guys on the roster. Yes, I agree that you could have made world champion. Uh, no doubt about it. You could have had somebody like Pope. But we don't know what these guys' situation is. The problem is because the NWA compared to the other two companies, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this in the nicest way, is kind of irrelevant. I mean, I listen to a lot of different podcasts around the world, you know, that are, you know, a lot of wrestling podcasts. NWA is not even really spoken about. And what it is, it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of watched it, you know, or, yeah, we kind of know they're trying to bring it back or, you know, I know what's going on. Even people that that had worked for them or just came in, you know, some of the legends that have come in and just done one time shots. They don't even really watch it. I mean, I will say this. Mick Foley said on his podcast that he was very surprised at the amount of talent that was backstage that he he was able to assemble at that time when he when he came. So there is talent there. There's no doubt about it. It's just a matter of using the talent correctly. Mm-hmm. But again, because we're we're a little calmer this week. You got to understand, we don't know what people's contract statuses are we don't know what billy's offering these guys i mean he's putting a lot of his own money into this you know again we may not like what he's doing but he's you know he is trying to 
he's running two careers basically a music career and, a, and a, a trying to be a wrestling promoter um he's trying to put people around him but we don't know all the details and i just wish we could get a little bit more of those details again we may not agree with what he's doing now the, the only thing that my main criticism besides what happened last week and i think you and i discussed this is how the show changed they cannot he can't compete with the two big companies but he so we can't do that we're going to be different and the whole thing was is we're going to be the studio wrestling show and mm-hmm. that's where i thought we i that's that, that's what i love the most about it you know starting out at the desk and when you had dave marquez there or even um sean mooney sean mooney and you had the interviews and the guys were able to be very uh have their own creativity with the interviews i felt like some of the characters that's where you saw a little more of the aaron stevens and you saw um um who was really oh geez i there's, we've had so many changes of guys over the for the years but uh you know i i like the way you see um uh oh my gosh the any of the guy i mean uh, the whole thing with mm-hmm. the whole aaron stevens thing that was my favorite thing that that was going on uh, so i'm just trying to say is that we enjoyed that because it was different and the in-ring action too was pretty decent it was exceptional to be honest and i love that crowd that that you know before the pandemic and you had that whatever 115 120 people in there but you know i felt like the crowd was kind of juiced i feel like now the crowds are kind of dead so i think the interview segments actually enhanced what was going on in the ring at times so I feel like the vision changed. I don't know if that's because Lagana leaving, if that's because situations. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, one time you had Jim Cornette being a part of this. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, uh, we had uh, you know Wade Barrett being on it, uh, Stu Bennett when he went by, you know, in the NWA. Mm-hmm. We had some pretty good talent here. We had some good good stuff going on, and I don't know. That's what I think you and I, where we're. We're at this crossroads, and maybe many people. Again, we may not like that Tyrus is the the world heavyweight champion, but it is what it is. So now, now you want to. I, I mean, I guess the exciting thing is, is you want to see whoever is going to be his next opponent is beat him, right? <laughs> so I mean, if you can't stand him so much, it's you want to get see him get beat. So right. I agree. Yeah, and of course they over the weekend uh, they they didn't announce the next pay-per-view, but they did announce the next big live thing. There's going to be a live episode of uh, Power on Tuesday night, January 31st. So that, so maybe that night they will announce the next pay-per-view, which in all likelihood will be the Crockett Cup because that'll be cl- the next kind of window in Mar- you know, as we head into February and March, likely in March, we will have a new, uh, we'll have a Crockett Cup pay-per-view. So that's the next big. Yeah, I mean, I like to see them go back to the basics and go back to the the studio show with, you know, I know that Kyle David uh, Kyle uh, Davis does some of the um, 
you know, some of the interview segments, but I don't, but it's a different feel to it than it was when they came to that one desk. I don't know. It just, it just had that old school, like 1986 feel, you know? Yeah. But, um, the, the one thing, even if the booking or decisions were maybe disappointing to us as fans, at least the matches were good. Um, the matches were very good. The yeah, I agree. The uh, the wrestling over the past uh, mm, couple of months has been average to good, but usually it's pretty great. And this match, this first match on our show this week, proved that prove that theory to me. Jordan Clearwater actually defended the world's television championship against Mims, who won a number one contenders match twice uh, to do it. He won it on power. And then for some reason, he had to win it again on the pre-show Saturday, which I, I don't I don't know if Billy's just drunk and he forgot, but whatever. Of course, we had the uh, 605 on the screen, which I like. I'm glad they kept that. They've also they did mention the lucky seven. I don't know if Jordan Clearwater is going to get to seven. We'll see. Uh, but the match was like Mims and Mims, by the way, looks amazing. Like he is trimmed down. He looks great. But he I does. understand. I understand heel tactics and I understand, um, you know, bobbing and weaving. But Mims pretty much got out wrestled in this match. He barely got any moves in. Jordan Clearwater outsmarted him. Jordan Clearwater just looked like the better wrestler when it's usually not like that. And then the match ends when Jordan Clearwater hits his finisher, goes for the pin on Mims, and the time runs out. So the match ends in a time limit draw. But technically, that's it was a a one. Be honest. Yeah, and it was a one. So it's one on the lucky seven for Jordan Clearwater. That's not how that works. Why why would you have the baby face have to be saved by the by the bell? That's fucking stupid. First off, a draw regardless favors the champion anyway in this lucky seven situation. So you might have you might have just you might as well just had Jordan Clearwater win if you were gonna do that. Because otherwise it makes no fucking sense. Well, yeah, because they didn't let you could have where it ends like it did. Where you know Clearwater, the time ran out, but make Mims look strong, and they like, didn't. You know, like uh, he gets the one, two, ding, 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 and then you know he didn't get the three. You know, you know we've seen that many times before. There's nothing wrong with repeating things that have done, been done in the past. It's just you know it's not always bad booking to do something like that. But uh, right, it does look great, and you know every time you think he's going to break through, he doesn't. Right. So I that 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 right there. Now, if this was a year ago or before the pandemic, those two would have worked their asses off and and the match would have ended in a draw like that. But not like this. That was just a poorly booked piece of crap. It really was poorly booked piece of crap. Um, We get a vignette for Austin Idol School. Aaron Stevens uh, interviews Mae Valentine. And I guess there's there's still like an on-screen couple because Mae Valentine kept calling him babe, which I thought was funny. Um, 
because he's got to wrestle later tonight, even though he's a licensed manager. More on that in a minute. Uh, the country gentlemen, Anthony Andrews and AJ Kazana, are actually getting a title shot at the Fixers later today. If you're listening to this on Saturday morning, later today on the newest episode of NWA USA, uh, the Fixers will be defending the U.S. tag team titles against the country gentlemen. That's another thing. Why is why is uh, Billy loving these fucking hillbillies? <laughs> Our second match. I actually, uh, my PIC, uh, Mr. Azero, actually hates the hillbillies about as much as I hate the midgets. So, anyway. Um, next up, we had Odinson, who looked like a fucking idiot at the pay-per-view, against Ryan Davidson, who apparently is one of Luke Hawks' guys in Wildcat Wrestling, and he was a former Wildcat heavyweight champion. I don't know. He looked like he was about 70 years old. So, um, I thought the match was really boring. Uh, and I agree with you. The crowd is just dead. NWA crowds right now are dead. Well, I mean, they're in that big place for the tapings and, you know, obviously don't have as much as they had the night for the pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I just, the I crowd was dead. Yeah. There's, there's no, no other way to say it. It was just, there was no juice. Um, Odinson ended up winning, uh, hitting the pounce. I think that's, that's his finisher now, pounce. You know, like old uh, Monty Brown. Um, and then in the main event, uh, in the match between former teammates, former NWA World Tag Team Championship teammates, Kratos, or of course, as we like Aaron Stevens calls him, Kratos, against Aaron Stevens. So Stevens is here under protest. The referee threatens to disqualify him if he doesn't remove his loaded glove. He continues to stall, threatens to sue Kratos. Stevens attacks Kratos from behind. Stevens with clubbing blows to Kratos' back. Kratos uh, drops Stevens with a jumping knee strike. Kratos with a forearm smash, then slams Stevens' head into the ring apron. Kratos then rolls Stevens back into the ring. Kratos punches Stevens in the back, then some vicious palm strikes in the corner. He then stomps on Stevens' chest. Kratos hits a release vertical suplex. The uh, Mongrovian Warriors attack Kratos from behind, which forces the disqualification. The question mark two comes to the aid of Kratos. The numbers game catches up to question mark two. Stevens nails Kratos with the loaded glove. The Mongrovian Warriors plant question mark two with a double flatliner to close the show. So technically Kratos wins by DQ. And it looks like we have a new tag team because out came, of course, question mark, which was Rodney Mack. It's been Rodney Mack. And another wrestler with a question mark mask on they're called the mongrovian warriors based on his build i may be wrong but based on his build it looked like marche rocket um so the you know and they're both masked wrestlers so i guess we have a new tag team that also means i guess that marche rocket's not in idol mania sports management anymore um lots of things going on here yeah maybe they wanted to tighten that group now that three of them are champions so who knows um, so, uh, Aaron Stevens still looks like a stud. Uh, he's managing now a, uh, big time tag team. And so that part of the show, I didn't mind. I didn't mind a new heel tag team in the ranks. Uh, nothing beats good heel teams. So the Mongrovian warriors who maybe will be tag team champions eventually. Uh, we could use some new tag team contenders for La Rebellion, who of course, uh, retained the tag titles over the Hawks at the pay-per-view. 
Uh, and there you go. So that's it. So this has happened before. It didn't happen after NWA 74, but I remember it happening after um, Always Ready. The Raw, or the Raw, well, I'm using Raw as an example. The Power, the night after, uh, the night after, or the, you know, the, the Power coming out of the pay-per-view should be big. It should be heavy. There should be a lot of matches, a lot of storyline advancement, a lot of storyline births. This show was barely, barely 40 minutes. 39.54. Yeah, very so, disappointing. Very disappointing. I feel like every time they do tapings out of pay-per-views in wherever they are, like they do power tapings and stuff out, out, you know, in the same venue, the tapings are just absolutely terrible. When they go back to Nashville <coughs> and go to Skyway, where, of course, uh, Impact, yeah, see, I'm gagging myself, where Impact uh, does their shows, the shows are really good. But every time they do uh, a remote taping, I guess you could say, of, of shows at wherever the pay-per-view was, the tapings are just not good. That's why they were smart and didn't do power in St. Louis out of NWA 74 because last year, after NWA 73, those shows, I felt like, were just absolute drecks. Like, absolute drecks. Um, so... I don't know. I, I it was disappointing. Uh, I think Billy is more worried about getting on social media and trying to defend his whatever the hell he is. Um, obviously, we don't have to really go too batshit between now and the end of the year because we're coming to the end of the year. So, um, yeah. So there's your episode of Power. It was disappointing for the first, you know, for for a power out of a pay per view. It so, was, you know, but we'll see what happens. I have a feeling we're going to have some very boring shows between now and the end of the year. That's just my opinion, depending on how the rest of these tapings on a Sunday went for the next few weeks. But I, but it happens every time they do TV tapings out of a pay-per-view in the building where the pay-per-view was, they're not good. They should just go back to Dashville and just do the shows. It's just easier. It's just better. It's just, it's better. It's just better. It's better programming. It was just, dis it was just absolutely disappointing and uh, not a good start. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just, we were hoping maybe to see something that, listen, Tyrus is the champion. We're not going to change that right now, but there's other things that you could, could do to pump up the show a little bit and just, I don't know. That was, I don't know, not a good start, but we'll just see how it goes. You know, we'll get. Well, we, then we have, you know, the other thing is we the only other title change that happened that on Saturday we have, you know, where where the fuck was our junior heavyweight champion, the future legend, Kerry fucking Morton? Where's that asshole? He wins <laughs> the title from Homicide, and then they don't even put him on the fucking show. Hello, you know, nepotism at its best. It don't, it don't matter. The 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 guy could, you know give you a million dollars and you'd still hate him he's still a fucking talentless piece of shit with bad hair oh my god um, fuck him you don't like him you just like you just don't like the fact i don't like him you have no opinion of him you're nonplussed but anyway where the fuck was he where was la rebellion i'm telling you 
Billy should have jacked the shit out of this power, and he didn't. Well, you got to establish your new storylines, you know? Yeah, and you got to get guys there to do it. Crazy. Anyway, anyway, here is your episode of Power, and that'll do it for this week's show. Looking ahead, uh, we are not going to have an episode next week. Next week, of course, is Thanksgiving. Enjoy the weekend. We are taking it off, so there'll be no Saturday special next Saturday. We'll be back the following uh, Saturday on uh, on the 3rd. And what were you going to say? You interrupted me. Try. Don't, don't be missing us. No, please miss us. That way we'll come back. Um, so we'll be back. And then we're going to do three shows uh, just to give you a heads up on, you know, on the rest of the year here at the show. Uh, so we're off Thanksgiving. You won't you won't have a show next Saturday. We'll be back for the next three weeks after that. December 3rd, December 10th and December 17th. And then the following, the last two Saturdays of the year, Christmas Eve, the 24th, and New Year's Eve, the 31st, we are going to do, uh, we're going to take the rest of the year, we're going to take those two weeks off. But we will probably post classic episodes of the Saturday special. Because when we, when the pandemic was going on and uh, the NWA wasn't happening, Dr. G and I actually had some pretty awesome episodes, if you remember. And uh, so maybe I'll pull a couple of classic eps from the archive, which you can, of course, peruse at your leisure at place to be.podbean.com. Um, what, you like that? At your leisure? You like, me, you, you like my, my, my massaging of uh, the English language, don't you? Um, and then we'll be back with a brand new show on uh, January, I guess it'd be what? Uh, one, two, three, January 7th. Uh, we'll be back with a fresh show. So that's the schedule looking ahead. So no show next Saturday. One week from today, we'll take enjoy your Christmas, enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend, get your Christmas tree up and decorations and such, or you know, or Hanukkah or whatever your uh, faith is, if you have one. And then we will do shows uh, the first three Saturdays of December, the third, the tenth, and the seventeenth. We will have shows, uh, and then. The on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, we'll we'll uh, post classic episodes while the doctor and I take the rest of the year off, and then we will re we will reboot in 2023 on uh, January 7th. So there you go. So just want to tell you. Hopefully, we're not shitting on it anymore in 2023. <laughs> uh, well, I I have a feeling we'll probably still be shitting on some stuff, but uh, we'll see how far that goes. Anyway, uh, at Scott C Podfather on Twitter while Twitter's still breathing. Um, at Dr. GPTB and of course at PTB and wrestling, check out the place to be nation Facebook page, the place to be group page where we have a lot of fun with polls and questions. Um, check out our good friends, uh, Mr. Land and Mr. Cawthon at the history of WWE.com. They also have a history of wrestling website, uh, Facebook page. And of course, check out the other feeds on the quad pods, the no, so the Jenny position top experience. And there you go. So have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey or whatever else you eat. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy uh, Survivor Series next Saturday. One week from tonight, Survivor Series will be in Boston. Uh, So enjoy. And Dr. G and I will be back in two weeks. So enjoy and have fun and relax. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Ciao.
Dabba dabba.